everyone, we're Denver Street Stories. Content warning. The following discusses adult themes that may not be suitable for some audiences. The views expressed by any individual in this interview are entirely their own and not necessarily shared by Denver Street Stories. Denver Street Stories is an active supporter in the LGBTQ plus community. We stand with the Black Lives Matter movement and as intersectional feminists, we support equity and equality for all peoples. Denver Street Stories supports sovereignty and land back to indigenous communities. We strive to actively deconstruct oppressive colonialist structures. Denver Street Stories. These are our stories. Okay, so you want me to go back from the beginning, like how it all started. All right, yes. so I was in school, and this was in school in Washington, D.C., and I, I was dating a guy there. And in that school, I actually graduated, completed the school. So after that, I had nowhere to go because I was staying on dorm, on the campus and stuff. And so my, my, um, all of my teachers and the instructors there, they was like, oh, you're lying. You must have somewhere to go. And I'm like, no. I was like, they was like, well, what about you can't go back home to your moms? And I was like, no. I was like, she's, she's one of those tough, loving mothers that's like, you out on the, you know, you out. I put you out there and just go find, you know, go find your own and bail yourself up. So they didn't believe me, so I had to put her on speaker for them to hear her say it herself. And so they're like, oh, she, she's literally telling you to go out on your own and just find somewhere to live. So he came about and he said, well, you can come stay with me and my cousin in Florida. And so I kind of thought about it here and there. And what I was leaving behind was I, I got a job already in Washington, D.C. I just needed a place to stay. But nobody wouldn't give me a place to stay because I was only like 19. And they were like scared to give me a housing because they didn't know if I was going to trash it or like just run out on them. So I kept getting turned down. So it was hard for me to find an apartment out there. So and I had a job already, and that was me, and the job was working at Kmart. So it was at Kmart's. And then after that, he offered for me to go down to Orlando, Florida. And so I went down there with him. I decided to go. And so, so, the school, so you had to leave your job? So, so how I left my job, I didn't even tell them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, did, I just got hired. And I didn't even work there for one day, oh. but I was only there for the or orientation and everything. And then I just didn't tell them. I just up and left. And then my school told me to box up my stuff and they would send it down to whatever address I have. Mm. And so I flew. They gave me a ticket and stuff to go down there and fly down to Orlando. So I flew down there with him and we arrived there. And I'll say I stayed with them for about three weeks. Like three weeks to a month. And how that went was me staying there. That was a crazy experience. Um, I did not. Well, he warned me when we got when we arrived on the ground in Orlando. He was like, OK, I'm warning you. He was like, my cousin beats his girl. And he was oh. like, whatever you do, do not get involved. He was like, because um, she's going to just stay with him. And he was like, and you're going to see, um, and, and he, he does it all the time. He was like, so just don't jump in and stuff. He's like, I'm warning you because you're going to look stupid at the end because he's, he's not going to, um, she's not going to leave him. And wow. so I'm like, okay. And I, I, as soon as we arrived there, I'll say three days later, he was knocking her out. Like she's a man. Like, I mean, he just straight fist her in the face and I was just shocked. Oh I've never seen nothing like that before. I'm like, oh my goodness. And they had like three little kids, like. 
And when I say three little kids, it was a one, a two-year-old, and a three-year-old. And so all I could think of is like, okay, let me grab the kids and like put them away because they're all crying and stuff. And so I'm just covering them up mm -hmm. and she's just being knocked down and face fist down on the ground. And I was just shocked. I couldn't believe it. And then, um, so that's the environment that I, that I moved into. And wow. so I stayed there for a little bit and then me and him was going out as a couple looking and searching for jobs and to get on our feet and everything. And mm -hmm. Then I got hired at Sears. And I was like, oh, cool. And so the Sears called me up. They was like, oh, you got hired and everything. And then within a couple of days, they called me back and said, oh, we, we can't hire you. Because we found out that you was working with Kmart and you just up and left Kmart in the wrong way. And we're affiliated with Kmart. So they was like, we can't hire you. I and you, like, they wouldn't like, if you tried to tell them what happened, did they not? really no, listen they wouldn't know oh. <laughs> and so they so i couldn't so i was like okay and that's when i realized this guy was extremely abusive like he flipped well he didn't he didn't hit me but he like flipped out on the street because we was walking on the street so as soon mm -hmm. as we heard that i got hired we was looking for apartments and then as we were looking for apartments they called me up and said okay we can't hire you so, like, I got higher and fire at the same time. And so then he flipped out. He went crazy. He was like, oh, you know, you're worthless and blah, blah, blah. Like, what are you doing? How could you do that and stuff? And then um, I'm just looking at him like, what? I didn't do nothing. Like, what was I supposed to do? And so um, after that, um, basically, we went back to the house. It, it just kept getting worse and worse. He kept, like, kind of targeting me all because I lost the job and then it just clicked in my head I'm like so you trying to live off of me like because mm -hmm. you didn't get a job and it was just I got hired I'm like so what, what is going on I thought we were supposed to be doing this together so um so then after that it just came to the point where and then only I'll say three or maybe a week later or something he sat there and flipped out so much of me, and he just said, get the F out of this damn house. I'm tired of you. Get out, and blah, blah, blah. And he, like, threw me out. He just started taking my stuff and, like, throwing it out and stuff. So I was like, okay, fine. So I got up, and I was leaving. And then that's when um, that's when I called some people back at my old school in Washington, D.C., and asking them, like, for their help and stuff like that. And they was like, oh, they was like, why did you move out there? They was like, we told you to stay out here. <laughs> and they was like, um, so I'm like, I don't know. They was like, well, we can try to get you a ticket back to Washington, D.C. And I'm not from Washington, D.C. either. But um, so I'm like, um, I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So they um, helped me and led me to like a woman's shelter home. And mm -hmm. so um, so I had to um, take all my stuff there. And I got um, somebody to help me. They reached out to somebody out there and they helped me. And they helped me bring all my stuff to the women's shelter home. And then once I got to the women's shelter home, they signed me up and put me in the system and everything. And they're like, okay, there's like, this is where you'll be staying. And they was like, you can't have all this stuff. Cause like I had like two big boxes full of like my clothes, my belongings and all that. And I was like, well, what am I supposed to do with it? They was like, well, we got to throw it in a dumpster. I was they like, oh my gosh. I was like, but <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was, I was like, but I'm like, what, what am I going to rear and stuff like that? They was like, well, you have 15 minutes. Um, grab what you can. So I was thought 15 minutes. I'm like, okay, what the hell would I need? I'm homeless right now. I'm like, okay, I need some business clothes like for like to get yeah, a job yeah. and stuff. I got my business shoes. I got my makeup, got my hair stuff. 
um, like, you know, and like just little things like that. And I grabbed what I could and stuff. And they was like, okay, they was like, that's it and everything. They was like, I was like, cause I'm thinking that's all I could handle. That's all I can carry. And I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just watched them take all my boxes and just toom, all my clothes and everything, oh, no. all my belongings right in a dumpster. And I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like, okay. So I'm just like, I didn't even want to think about it. I'm like, let me just keep going. So then I end up staying in the woman's shelter home for like a, for a good minute. And I stay there. I would say maybe, maybe like a couple, maybe like a month or so like that. And then, um, I realized as I'm sitting down, you know, um, I'll say within that week of me staying there, I was searching for a job. So I decided to go get a job and I decided, um, you know, I'm just sitting down. I'm just walking, just looking around. I decided to do it old school, like just go to job to job and just ask them. Mm-hmm. Like just, you know, um, not like really people going on lines and stuff. I just went up to the places like, are you guys hiring? Are you guys hiring? Like, I didn't care what the place was. I just kept going and looking. And then I just sat on the bench and I was just like, oh. I was like, what am I going to do? I'm like, I don't know what I got myself into. So something just clicked in my head. I was like, you know what? Let me go to the mall. So I walked, started walking into the mall and then I decided to go to Macy's and I went up to the Macy's and I just started following the signs on there and I went and applied for Macy's, like, because they had their little computers in there and apply. I went and applied for there. Mm-hmm. And then um, then I searched for a, a manager that same day after I filled out the application. And I told her, I'm like, okay, I'm like, I filled out the application. Here's my resume. Um, when should I start? And that's how I put it. And she was like, <laughs> oh. She was like, well, can you come in tomorrow for an interview? I was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, yes. And so I came in the next day for my interview and I got the job. So I started working at Macy's. And then, um, and then I found out, I told the, um, you know, I was supposed to give everything back to the women's shelter home. So this is my first time ever being in a shelter home. And I had no idea that the shelter homes, they're like, okay, we're going to monitor your money. I was like, why? I know how to handle my money. And so they was like, yeah, they was like, you got to let us know, like, how much you're making, your paychecks and stuff. And they was like, and then we're going to take a percentage out. I was like, oh, so I have to pay you guys. And they were like, yeah. I was like, I had no idea you have to pay for shelter homes. I was like, oh. I was like, I didn't know that. And so um, they was like, yeah, it's like, there was like, it's just a small amount. They was like, we'll take this much out of your um, paycheck and stuff like that. And I was like, okay. So when I heard that, I just never told them that I was getting paid or nothing. And Mm. I just kept saying like, oh, I didn't get it yet. Oh, I'm still, you know, it's still coming in and stuff. And so I started searching for another shelter home to go to. Yes. Yeah. So, no, that's awful. I didn't realize shelters could do that. I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't know that um, that they did that. So I went and searched for another shelter home. And luckily at that time, I, even though I was, I was 19, I was still considered as a teen. Mm-hmm. So I found this teen shelter home that they had. And it was with the, um, with the Catholics. And they had a teen shelter home for runaway teens and things like that. So I found them and, and I had to get on the list. So I had to like wake up like at four or five in the morning to call them to get on a list and stuff like that. And I did that for like a good like month or so. And then finally I got approved and I got on a list. And um, so then by the time I by the time I got like all my paychecks and they were like, OK, looking for my paychecks, I was already leaving to go to the next shelter home. So I was like super happy. I was like, oh, good. So I get to keep my money. And so, because I'm, like, trying to get back on my feet. And I'm guessing, I understand their system. I'm guessing it's, like, for the people that's, like, not really trying to get back on their feet. And so I guess they're trying to keep them and show them how to monitor their money and, like, 
keep it in their pocket, but I really didn't need that. <laughs> so, um, so I went to the teen shelter home. By the time I went to the teen shelter home, um, I stayed there for like maybe I'll say a month at the teen shelter home and I ended up getting thrown out. Oh, no. And it was all because, and it was going good there. It was a really nice shelter home and everything. Um, I got thrown out because they do, um, they check people's bags randomly all the time. And they'll tell everybody to leave out. And so they checked my bag, and I had, I had pepper spray, and I wasn't allowed to have pepper spray. You weren't allowed and to have pepper spray? Yeah. <laughs> they threw you out for it? For pepper spray. Wow. And so, um... And I was in, see, and like I said, I work for Macy's and stuff, and nobody knew I was homeless at Macy's. And so, mm -hmm. and I happened to work at the makeup department. And so, um, me working at the makeup department, I always had makeup on. I always like, you know, how do people look at Macy's? I'm always dressed up and everything mm -hmm. and stuff. And so, yeah, I'm like, I have pepper spray because there's like literally me going back to the shelter homes. There's men out there like, they used to follow me and stuff. They would be watching us and everything. So it gets dangerous on the street and stuff. So, like, yeah, I had some type of protection or something. So um, so they they threw me out. They was like, okay, you got to find somewhere else to live. They wouldn't even let me sleep in, like, my bed that day. They just took me out, and I had to sleep on the floor in their, um, in their lobby. And they was like, um, they was like um, you could stay here overnight, but then tomorrow you have to leave, and you have to find somewhere else to go. So I stayed, um, stayed slept on the floor that night. And then I, um, I was trying to find somewhere else to go and stuff. And then um, my, I called up my mother. And my mother was like, okay, let me get on the computer. Because she's like in a whole other state. She wasn't in Florida. And she was like, let me get on the computer. And she's searching for different places out there. And she's like, okay, go to the Salvation of Army. So I, um, and then the Salvation of Army was like, okay, you have to, um, to get a bed. They was like, we have emergency beds. You have to get here by like 4.30. So I was like, okay. And then, and I also worked at like six that day. So mm -hmm. I had to like pack up all my stuff from there, rush down over there. And I had, and I was walking, like, um, I was walking cause I didn't have like no money for any like transportation or nothing. So I was walking, I was speed walking down there, rushed down there, finally I got my bed, put, sat down my stuff and everything. And it was like, yeah, we'll watch your stuff and everything. And then I had to rush to work and stuff. Um, it was like, it was a hack. It was crazy on the street. And, um, then finally, you know, I got to work. I was so tired and everything. <clears throat> and then I remember, um, you know, I went through all of that. I was trying to find places to live. And then that, the Salvation Army, they can only let me stay there for, like, so long. Mm -hmm. um, so I had to find another shelter home to go to. So I found, like, another shelter home that I um, ended up going to. And this one was, like, the worst out of all of them. It was, like, in, like, a really run-down area that, um... The men, they didn't give biz to the men. They only gave biz to the women and children. And the men slept on, like, mats. And they had to stand in line every, like, night to get their mat. And if they didn't, like, they didn't make it to stand in line to get their mat to sleep on, and um, then they don't, and they slept on the floor on the mat. And for the, but I'm happy that I'm a woman because some of the women, they gave us bump beds and stuff. And the children stole and like, I stayed at that one. And that one was okay. It was just really run down. And um, it was in a horrible area. So, I, of course, I definitely had my pepper spray then. And, um, and so then I was staying there for a good minute. I would say for, like, maybe maybe a month or so I was staying there. And then, so, like, a whole total, I will say, I've been hopping to different shelter homes for, like, about four to five months. And then um, 
Then after that shelter home, I um, got a call from, from the boyfriend that threw me out. And he was like, hey, he was like, you want to um, come spend time with us for Thanksgiving, me and my family and stuff and blah, blah, blah. And I, I wasn't doing anything. So I was like, I was like, OK, I was like, fine. So I went and spent time with his family and ate Thanksgiving dinner with them and everything. And then he started talking to me about how his, he was like, he felt so bad. He was like, his, um, his um, uncle is going to give us a place to stay and stuff. He's like, please, he's like, I'm going to give you a place so you don't have to stay in this place and stuff. Because he picked me up from the shelter home and he knew I was staying in the shelter home. So he was like, please, he was like, um, you can come stay with me and everything. Um, he's like, and then, um, and my uncle's going to let us stay there at his house because he's moving back to Puerto Rico and stuff. So I'm like, okay. So I'm like thinking about it. I thought about it. I'm like, I'm like, all right. I'm like, sure. So I moved in. And, and the uncle, he was like, I'll give you everything in the house, all the furniture and stuff for just $300. So, of course, again, he didn't have a job. I was the one that had the job. And so I'm like, okay. So I gave the uncle $300 for all of the furniture in the house and everything. And, and so then, um, and then the uncle left and moved back to Puerto Rico. And then I'm in the house with him. And I was saying... Within and within like five days, this guy flipped on me and went crazy. Um, because I remember he picked he picked me up from from work, and I realized I was like he's like hi, and I was like are you okay? And he's like yeah, and then he ended up driving because the uncle also gave us his car, so he was driving and. He turned down the wrong row, which was going, the, the cars was going the opposite way. Oh, no. And we almost got it, like, hit and stuff. And I was so scared. And he, like, ran off the row and stuff. I was like, what are you on? I was like, can you not see and stuff? I was like, what are you doing? And so he was like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. So then that's when I was like, you know, I can't be with this guy and stuff like that. So I told him, I was like, later on, I think, like, the next day or two, I told him, I was like, okay, I don't, I don't really want to be in a relationship with you, like, right now. I would think that we should, like, kind of give it a break and stuff like that. And then because I said that, which I, sh I guess I should have never said that and learned my lesson, but he flipped out and he started um, going crazy. He took every single glass in the house and started breaking down every glass. Like he started throwing everything on the floor. There was glass scattered all on the floor everywhere. And like I just like the first thought in my head was like run out the door <laughs> because I just like ran. I was And all I had on was like, I had my inside clothes. All I had is like a tank top and like some shorts on. And so I'm like running towards the door and he sees me running. So he starts running um, towards me. And then he like pushes me up against the wall and like hits me. And then, um, and I have brothers. So they taught me um, <laughs> how to fight. So I like end up like, I end up like putting my arm up and pushing him. And then um, they taught me, my brothers taught me this Kung Fu move where it was like, you take your two hands and you put it behind the person's neck and it kind of freezes. It's a nerve that you hit behind the neck and it freezes up their body. So I did that and I froze up his body so he couldn't move because he tried to like choke me. And so I end up putting him in the choke, um, in like a, in the arm, like, um, like choking him like that in my arms. And then after that, um, I was just like stuck in that position. I didn't know what the hell to do because if I let him go, I'm like, I'm not like, you know, I'm not strong enough to be like taken on. Like I, I could just do that little. So I just thought I'm like, OK, I'm going to have to figure out something. So I kind of 
kept him there, and then I kind of like pushed him away, and then I hurried up and ran out the door. And then when I hurried up and ran out the door, it was like maybe three in the morning, and everything was shut down. <laughs> and like everything was shut down. I, I ran out to the streets, like from out of the apartment, out of the, not the apartment, out of the housing complex area. And I ran out to the streets and everything was shut down. Even McDonald's was closed. I was like, shut, even the gas stations. I was like, why is nobody open? And I didn't know what to do. And I know, I know you're probably like, why didn't you call the cops? I, I don't know. I just didn't. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, so I didn't know what the hell to do. And I just like, oh, my gosh. And I sat there like outside for a good minute. Like in the, and it was freezing out there. So I just like I just slowly walked back to the house. I didn't know what to do. So I went back to the house. And when I went there, sure enough, he calls up his cousin that beats his girl. <laughs> and he his cousin's sitting on the table and he's sitting on the table. And they're both just looking at me. And he's like, get the F in the house. And so I don't want to, I don't curse. So I just said, get the F in the, he was like, get the F in the house. And then, um, and so I'm just looking at him and I'm looking at the cousin and then he picks up this big knife and like holds it up against me. He was like, sit the F down. He was like, don't move. And he was like, just get in the fucking room. And he was like, don't sit. And he was like, don't move and don't do nothing. And so, and his cousin and them are just sitting there, just monitoring me and watching me. And I was so scared. I was like, what the hell? Like, this guy is crazy. Like, what are they on? And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, I'm, not, I'm like, I don't know what to do. I felt like, like, he was just basically about to take my life that day, you know? <laughs> so, um, so I sat there and just did what he told me to do. And I just thought to myself, I'm like, what am I going to do? So I just thought, I was like, okay. I was like, I can record this. Because at that time... I think our phones weren't super advanced, but we had like a little stuff on our phones. So I like put out my phone and I just started recording everything. And so I just, um, you know, he's, and I recorded him like screaming and yelling at me and stuff like that. And then like um, him and his cousin just over there like laughing, like, yeah, this stupid bee. They was, he was like, yeah, you need to get her in check and stuff like that. And this is the other cousin talking to him, that be, the one that beats his girl. And I'm like, what the hell is wrong with them? Uh, um, you know, so then I basically sat there and just sat there, like, just in fear. I didn't know what to do. And, um, he finally, his cousin finally left. He just told me to stay in the effing room, um, you know, and then, and then I just sat there. I just, basically, I didn't go to sleep until I, like, watched him go to sleep. And then I ended up falling asleep. And then, like, I only, I think I only slept for, like, an hour and a half or something like that. And then I woke up. He was still asleep. So I closed the door. And, like, I locked it and stuff. And then he hurried up and came to the door and started banging at the door like crazy. And, like, I made sure, like, I kept my recording on. And I recorded everything. And he was just like, open the effing door, you effing B. He was like, what the, what the F you're doing? Open the door, open the door, open the door. And he kept banging and banging. And he kept, and I, and I heard, like, he grabbed something. I don't know if it was a knife, but he, like, banged, banged it up against the door. And he was shaking the door. And he was trying to open it and stuff. And I was like, I'm getting dressed for work. I'm getting ready for work and stuff like that. He was like, open the effing door. And so then... I got dressed and everything. I just opened the door. And I remember it because I had my pepper spray. So I kept my pepper spray um, in my bra. And so I kept it there. And then after that, he, um, he came in and he like looked in the room like to see what I was doing and stuff. And then, um, and then I went out to the living room. And like I walked past him and went out to the living room. And he came like behind me like trying to hit me. And like he pushed me on the sofa. And I just like quickly put out my pepper spray. And I just started spraying him and stuff like that. And then 
that's when I called the cops. <laughs> but then I ran out. But then I ran out the house again. I ran out, and I was like so scared. I ran out and stuff. And then I ended up calling the cops and everything. And then like they was like, okay, there's like we're coming. And they hurry up and rushed over and stuff. And they was like, okay, or do you have any marks on you? Have he hit you and stuff? So I was like, um, I just told them about yesterday. I I let them listen to the recording from yesterday and stuff like that. And then um. They was like, okay, they was looking all on my body. They was like, look, they was like, you got scratches on you and stuff. So I was like, okay. I was like, um, they was like, yeah, they was like, he's going, he's going to jail and stuff like that. So they hurry up and they've been in the house and the rest of him. They was like, do you spray something? I was like, pepper spray. <laughs> they was like, yeah, we, it's all in the house. We smelled it. <laughs> so then I was like, okay. And they was like, it's burning our eyes. So they hurry up and rushed in and got him and stuff. And then they was like, okay. There's like, we can only hold him. But for so long, I think they said 24, 24 hours or something like that. They was like, we can only hold him for like 24 hours, but then we, we're going to end up having to let him go and stuff like that. They was like, so they was like, you have 24 hours to get out of this house and go somewhere. So I was like, okay. So even though they listened to the recording, they said they could only hold him for 24 hours? Yeah. Wow. And yeah. you had marks on your body and stuff, but they didn't... I had like... Not bruises, but I guess, like, he scratched me mm -hmm. and stuff like that. I didn't even notice he scratched me. Like, they started pointing it out. Mm -hmm. I guess I was, like, I was, my mind was gone. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. like, I didn't even notice. But they was, like, yeah, he's, you have scratches on you. But that was, like, eh. and so they was, like, um, they was, like, we can only hold him for, for, for so long and stuff. Mm -hmm. I guess I would have to take, like, further, like, um, you know, I had to go further with it or mm -hmm. something to, like, get him locked up longer or something like that. But, like. They can only hold him like temporarily, they said. And oh. so, um, so it was 24. So they said I had 24 hours to get out. And so I hurried up and grabbed all my stuff and everything. And then, um, it was crazy. Like, I remember his father came in and his father was like, I'm so sorry. He was like, I didn't know my son is like that and stuff like that. And I'm like, it's okay and everything. He was like, you got somewhere to go. He was like, he's like, um, you know, his aunt was offering me to stay with her. I was like, no, I don't want nothing to do with this family anymore. I was like, I'm good. I'm good. They was like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm positive and stuff. They was like, well, where are you going to go? I was like, I'll find somewhere. And so then um, I ended up calling my school again in D.C. <laughs> they were helping me a lot. And they were like, oh, they was like, okay, let me see if we can find somebody out there that can help you. And they helped me bring my stuff to this hotel. And so I started staying in one of those hotels where you pay, like, I think weekly. Yeah, you pay, like, weekly or something like that. So I started staying in that. And this place was so run down. Like, oh, my gosh. And so, um, but it was, like, literally right, a corner, right, right around the corner from my job. So all I had to do was just, like, walk there. So it was, like, perfect. So I stayed there. And then I remember he kept trying to find me and stuff like that after he got out of jail. I was like so scared. And then um and then the school that was helping me, they were um they didn't know exactly what was going on, so I told them everything. And then this one lady overheard me and she's like, Oh, she's like, It's this program that helps women that was in domestic violence and stuff. I'm like, Really? And she's like, Yeah. She was like, um, she's like, go to them. She was like, and she told me where to go and stuff. So I went to them. I let them, like, I told them everything, and then I still had the recordings and stuff, like, of them screaming at me and stuff like that. So they listened to everything, and then they was like, okay. They was like, um, we're going we're gonna to get you situated and stuff. And they signed me up, and they helped me get um, a straining order and stuff like that. And then after I got my straining order, they actually, they were so kind. They, um, they asked me if I needed, like, a shelter place to go to. It was, like, for domestic, um, it was for the women in domestic violence, like, 
like a protection home and stuff. And I told them, I was like, I'm staying over um, at this hotel and stuff like that. And they was like, okay, just make sure you're safe and everything. Um, they was like, cause he sounds crazy. Like, and he was, he was like, he was racky. And so, um, so they was like, just be careful. And I'm like, okay. And so then, um, and I told everybody, I even told my job and stuff like that. Like I had people at my job, like they were like scared for me to where they were like, okay, we're going to, um, drive you to the hotel, even though it was right there. They was like, no, you're not walking. They was like, okay, who's, who's taking Carla home? Who's taking her home? And like, they were all kept taking turns and stuff like that. And they were all watching over me. The, the security guard was making sure like he doesn't come into the store and stuff like that. And so then, um, and so the place that helped me get the straining order and stuff and, um, like the program, they, um, they gave me a $1,500 check to basically, um, get away from him and stuff so I can like, um, get on my own and stuff. So I got, so I got the $1,500 check and I was so, it was such a blessing to get that because that with that, and my job and stuff, I was able to get my first apartment and stuff. So I think by then, I think I was like 20 years old. And so then, um, so then by then, yeah, I got my first place and everything. And then the people that, um, my school that was helping me, it was the one guy there with his church. He said, oh, my church, they're, they're affiliated with something called Mustacy. And they give out free furniture to people um, that need furniture. So um, he, the um, pastor signed me up for that. And then we, he bought me over there, and that's when I got some furniture and everything for my place. And then, um, and then luckily, because I worked at Macy's, so with my Fitiana Jack, I, I, you know, because I got a discount there, I got me some dishes and things like that. I bought that stuff there, and and I just filled up my place and everything. And then I finally, like, you know, I got my own place and stuff, and I was all set and everything, had my job and stuff. And then later on, I found out, like, hearing me from. It was my friend. So my friend, this this guy, I met him through my best friend. And she's actually my best friend as of today. <laughs> so I actually met her through, um, met him through her. And so she was kind of keeping an eye on him and stuff. And she was letting me know. She's like, oh, he's back in Puerto Rico. She was like, um, she was like, they moved him back. Um, his family, I guess, told him to go back out to Puerto Rico or something like that. She was like, so he's not even here anymore. So I felt like so much better. I was like, okay, thanks for letting me know that stuff. And um, so I just like, so after that, like, um, I pretty much got, got on my feet and I got my own place and stuff. And, and that's how I like built up, you know, I built up myself and everything from there and just kept going. And then after Macy's, I think I also got like another job. I started working at T-Mobile. So then like, um, <laughs> so basically, yeah. And then after that, I just, I just got on my own. Yeah. But <laughs> that's how I did it. <laughs> wow. That sounds like a really wild and scary story. Yeah. But it was super scary. <laughs> I'm glad you got out of it. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you so much for talking with us today. Your story thank was you. super interesting to hear. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Wait, <laughs> can I let people know about my... Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you can, you guys can head to my YouTube channel. Um, I teach people. I So I'm a psychic and I can, I have telekinesis abilities. I can move objects with my mind. I can move the plants with my mind. And I teach you guys how to crack open your spiritual gifts. And that is through meditation and connecting back to source energy. And then I teach you guys how to connect to all four elements. So you can head to my YouTube channel. And that YouTube channel is The Messenger 936. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Dimmer Street Stories. We aim to help change the narrative surrounding homelessness by providing a platform to amplify necessary voices. 
We hope this sheds some light into a world often pushed aside, disrespected, or disregarded altogether. Our stories come from a myriad of people in different backgrounds that deserve to be heard and seen. You should talk shit less, love, and listen more.